The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who fail to appreciate the subtle beauty of the sewers of Paris, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive in my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and back away slowly. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Sarah Kane. I'm Lansing Like. And we are back after a bit of an extended I think uh, so. break. Yeah. It's been busy. There's been things, things, many things. Yeah, stretched out. Since we last recorded, I went on to the iTunes store and looked up our reviews, and we have one five star review. Oh. Um, I won't mention the, the name because I didn't recognize it. Um, oh, so, so maybe a stranger. It could be a stranger or it could just be that, you know. Well, here's it, the thing. If you meet us in public and tell us the name that you left the review on. Oh, well, no. I don't well, well, I, I mean, God, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to give the, the text of the review. Cause, cause no, I was thinking it would be like a secret thing. We'll give you a special grope or something in public if you... Identify yourself as a reviewer. No, no, I'll just give them the exact same grope I give everybody. Else. And then, then I was thinking, yeah, why, we we were very free with our grope. So, but yeah. thank you. you yeah, you deserve a grope. Okay. Yeah, it's well, you deserve more than one grope because unless my eyes crossed, they reviewed us back in January, and oh, I wow. only now got to seeing it. Uh, but the review reads reads. Whoo-hoo. They do a great job of answering those curious questions you have about the kink lifestyle. Hmm. Uh, oh, no, sorry. About kink and the lifestyle. Okay, so. cool. Well, at least we were in January. Don't know what how the last six months have been. But... <laughs> so either thank you or we're terribly sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You you said you, you went back to the early episodes and that we've been remarkably consistent. It's, it's yeah, because you were talking about oh, you know, those first two episodes, that'll be a hard slaw and and it's like nope, it was I was like no, it kind of sounds like how we sound like that. Yeah, so I, that's either a good or bad thing I don't know. I mean, other than dropping the fake ads for Tom's All Night Diner and the uh, American Plum Farmers. Yeah, that It's yeah, about the same. It, it it's about the same. I don't have the comedy chops and i i did have the energy to keep writing those Hmm. um so i had this you know multi-year backlog of bad you know bad products and bad commercials and then i used them all up (laughs) (laughs) i know it's like that that trouble of that you're allowed you know two decades to write your first novel and then you know a year to write the second yeah it's like okay yeah i'm still working on my but we had, um, yeah, like I said, uh, lots of stuff happened, um, you know, gossip section. Um, I'll do what I did that you didn't do, which was uh, go. I went to Denver for a week. 
Um, I sing a chorus, and we're part of Gayla, which is, I think, Gay and Lesbian Chorus Association. And before people say, why isn't it Gaylak or Galka? Because Galka sounds weird, and Gayla is like, yay, festive. So I'm pretty sure that's it. Or maybe I have the letters completely wrong. Anyways, we pay dues. Every four years, they have a big festival. A bunch of choruses go, sing. It moves around. It's been in Miami. It's been in Montreal. Who knows where I'll be in, in four years. Great time. It was exactly what I thought it would be intellectually, like oh, a bunch of people singing. Um, it's non-competitive. Uh, people said, "Did you win?" And I'm like, "It's not that kind of." Game. No, nobody gets a, a blue it's, ribbon. Yeah. It's just a celebration. Yes. Of and um, you know, there's workshops and sundries, and it's it's a good time. But uh, and uh, random people I knew in other courses. Uh, random a friend who I didn't know was in the Orlando course, so that was very emotional. It's like I didn't see them sing because there was conflicts, but I saw them leaving the theater as everyone's like applauding, you know, thunderously and crying. And there's my friend walks past me. I'm like, oh my god! And we so we got to reconnect and visit a little bit. So that was cool and um, good time. Um, now uh, you know the kink and craft part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there were. Um, the gala itself, there's only two kinky parts, and one intentional and one non. Um, the intentional was we see a chorus singing, and uh-huh. they do the Monty Python, you know, always look on the bright side of life. Right. And I see this, you know, older gentleman with a cane kind of waddling to the, the uh, one of the microphones, and um, I'm like, was curious. It's like, is this something? It didn't even, it almost even didn't look planned. Like, just someone, you know, Wandered like, on stage, and, yeah, he, and they just kept going. And he had the same shirt as them, the white button-up shirts. And uh, he, then he got to the microphone saying, always look on the bright side of death when it kind of has that little change. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, this is amusing. Then, you know, after he starts that and everyone's applauding, he rears up, flings the cane down, rips open his shirt. He's got a leather harness, pulls out a flogger out of his back pocket and starts swinging it around as he continues to sing. And it's like, okay, that was amusing. Everyone just uproars, applauds. Well, like I said, that was the kinkiest thing I saw on stage. It was a very tame course that way. Uh, the other amusing thing was, uh, so we left early because we were only there for about the four days of the, the six-day festival. Uh-huh. So on the Tuesday, uh, about two days before festival ends, driving back, and um, everyone gets an email from the, uh, uh, the gala, and it was just, let's see, um, Dear Gala Festival Delegates, our host partner, our hotel partners to festival have been indicated that there have been numerous incidents of inappropriate sexual behavior in public spaces in the hotels. <laughs> and so it's basically saying, please don't, you know, do that stuff in public. And, you know, and, uh, you know, of course, there's the, the sex shaming that was going around in the band. It's like, oh, I can't believe people are doing that. No, don't they understand? You know, this is all about thing. And I'm like, first of all, we don't know what was really happening. For all right. we know, it was some prissy family that saw two guys kissing by an elevator and and screeched. I'm, you know, knowing guys, and I'm sure there were some things, shenanigans may probably be going on in bathrooms, like, you know, two ba- sets bathrooms, of feet inside of the cells. Yeah. Um, you know, and, but I, I never witnessed anything myself in our hotel, although for, it had also been in Denver four years ago. And I think the hotel we're staying at, which was the Sheraton, has yes. a floor, a uh, pool on the fifth floor. And our uh, windows, now that was, I had the pervious room because our windows opened right onto the pool. And so we always kept them closed for privacy. But, you know, every so often I'd peek between the blinds and invariably there's hot guys, you know, a lot of dads, like bio dads, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trunks and just, you know, hanging out. And I'm like, 
oh, this is like the most voyeuristic room because I can just like watch people by the pool. And it's like, okay, but I have other things to do. So <laughs> who has time for that? Um, but I'm I, here to sing, God damn it! I can't have a massive cock battering my vocal cords. Oh, no, it's just been watching. I mean, you know, it's too much effort to put in. I mean, I had other things to do. Yeah. Um, as I put it on the van up there, it's like, well, some people are going to actually see singing, which was amusing. Uh, uh, people were amused by that in the van. Um, so four years ago, I guess there was a group called Gala Bears who threw a pool party. And uh, my friend who had attended it and met some lovely people there, as in he came out of the pool, he was cold, he saw a pile of guys crawled in, and cuddled with them, and as such, you know, then had sex with some of them, and now has friendships with them. <laughs> like is, you do. Which, no, well, that's his way, and I, he's my spirit animal on this. It's like, yes, you have sex in order to make connections. It's like, sex is not the end. The end is actually a long list of Twitter followers and Facebook friends. He <laughs> <laughs> use sex for that. So, yeah, so as we're describing, he's describing the pool. I'm like, that sounds like the one that Sheraton's like, yes, they didn't want us back. Because, um, you know, I think things got messy. And also, their pool was open till late. I mean, it would be 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night, and there'd be families out there in the pool. I'm like, oh, okay. We don't have that in Michigan, but different time zone things happen, I guess. I know. The yeah, I, so, yeah, it sounds like kinky fun can be had, but, yeah, it wasn't really happening around our group where I didn't witness it. But Okay, and, and you know, it's the gala event was not big enough to take over the entire hotel. Oh, no, event. it was spread out over a bunch of hotels. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah no, there's, you, they had blocks at many hotels, so you were only partial. Yeah, there was, I think, 6,000 6, attendees. So, I mean, if Jeez. you could focus on a hotel or two, but, you know, all the hotels are right there in Denver, and so, it, you know, scattered up and down the street in the downtown, so, you know, it didn't necessarily need to be in one. Yeah. You know? no. And, you know, so, I, yeah, I don't, you know, it would be yeah, it would have been very interesting if everyone was in the same hotel. But. Or or that one of you know, I don't know if one of the hotels has the capacity for all six thousand. But yeah, it would be interesting if there was one hotel that was completely bought out. So. But I know there's a different uh A and G Bell had a trade show going on in the basement of our hotel. So I mean there's other things going on in Denver all I mean it's a major place, I guess, for tourism and conferences and sundries. Yeah, it's it's pleasantly centrally located that they're able to pull both mm -hmm. from uh, the east and the west coast. And you said, Vance, so you guys drove from Lansing yes. to Denver? Um, I thought would be more economical. And early on in the stages, there's all these thoughts of us getting a bus and kind of Priscilla, Queen of the Deserting it across you know the country. And wouldn't that be frivolity and fun? And I mean, it wasn't horrible. I didn't do any of the driving, but. It was just like, we we're thinking, you know, next year, everyone's on their own. Let's just fly and get there. I mean, I think they have these plans of us stopping in roadside attractions along the way and, you know, frivolity and that. And like, no, it's not going to work out like that. We're going to be tired. They, there's be not enough time. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And even in fact, stopping for any meal that was sit down, it's like, no, we realized, no, fast food. You're in there, you eat, you flee because we don't want to make this 11 hour trip turn into a 14 hour trip. And which is kind of what happened on the way up for the first day. We're like, oh, yeah, stopping for meals and sitting down and being served and all that just takes too long. So Yeah, I mean, if you if you guys planned it and turned it 
you know, from a 12-hour trip into three days, and you gently moseyed across the country, but yeah, but, who has know, the, the time, the energy, and the money to do that? As it is, I'm going through work hell now, because, you know, all the work I left behind was still there when I come back, and it's all rushed now, and it's like, no, no, that, that I don't have the kind of life that allows that. Um, now, in Denver itself, there's um, the, well, kind of kinky thing, uh, the bars. Uh, I hit three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so any Denver area listeners, yay, or um, what was it? Uh, da, da, or any people going to Denver? Um, let's see. There was Wrangler, which was mm-hmm. a originally a denim bar in its early days, hence the name. Now it's a bear bar. Um, well, there's a, an overlap there. So and just you know the way it went, I think that yeah, well overlap. I think there's a much bigger bear community than I guess denim or fetishists. So not enough to keep a bar going solely. Their cool thing was uh, they had a uh, one of the bathrooms was just a trough, a trough in the middle, um, and so it was, and also there's like you know no doors so anyone walking by, full view of whoever's peeing there so, you know it's like oh that's kind of cool I used it and had some guy comment on my penis and it's like, I mean but he asked he's like oh you have a thick dick and it's like you're looking right at it, you know can you not tell it's like are you not wearing your peeing glasses I don't know. And, you know, that was pleasant, but again, I was not in cruising mode. I was like, hey, I'm just here, and I got to get home back to my hotel room to get at least six hours of sleep. But, yeah, Wrangler was a cool bar. Um, other people I know had, yeah, it was tricky getting service there. It's like the lines were long and blah. Mm. Um, Charlie's was a fun bar. Uh, that was more of a Western bar. Okay. All the guys were, uh, workers were in briefs and uh, cowboy hats. So, so, and also, if you're getting a drink, you probably had someone's junk rubbed on your um, the nozzle of the the um, pours for the liquor bottles. Because you know, as I'm getting a beer, the cute boy's leaning over the bar and basically hit the pouch of his jock is rubbing against all those little spigots that are on the bottles because that's the height they were. I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's, well, that that's either a bug or a feature, depending on how you feel about crotches being rubbed on your alcoholic yeah, drinks. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's to me, that would be an encouragement to buy better liquor in your drinks rather than having well drinks. I think, I don't know if there was top shelves, though, I think. So, I just, it just looked uncomfortable. I just want to say, doesn't it hurt, like, having those things poking into your balls? But, um, but oh, my gosh. Maybe they're into that. Well, I ordered a Coors because, you know, went in Denver. Um, they hand me a picture. I'm like, I just want a draft. And he's like, this is the draft. And I'm like, oh, dear. Welcome to Denver. But then, he, then when he said $3, I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. Even a picture of Blue Moon when they're out of Coors was like five bucks. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this is yeah. this is cheaper than local bars. <laughs> um, they had Go-Go Boys. They had drag queens. Uh, they had these drag queen paint. Like if you wanted to take off your shirt, she'd paint fluorescent paint on your chest so you'd glow. Uh, they had underwear night where if you were only in underwear, you got half off your drinks. But I had one picture and I thought that public humiliation is not worth $2.50 for me tonight. <laughs> It was it was good. Um, it was happening. Um, what wasn't happening was trade, which was the third bar, which was the leather bar. Mm-hmm. Um, the Denver Eagle closed a while ago, and trade mm-hmm. has opened subsequently. Beautiful place. I mean, nicely done and appointed. It was a very nice building, and they did a good job. I went there with the three chorus guys who were like curious about it. One person sitting in the bar when we walked in. I'm like, oh. oh shit. Well, found out that about a dozen were in the patio because that's where things were happening. And then things were happening out there. Um, There's a bunch of cute bearish guys, uh, shirts off, and uh, lots of hands down pants among their crowd. 
And in fact, I think there was a, well, I didn't witness it, but I think someone was getting blown, you know, in one of the corners. I'm like, oh, this is, this could happen. No, they're all groping in order to pair off and then run off back to their subsequent hotel, uh, well, either hotels or apartments or whatnot. <laughs> back, back to their place. And... Maybe on a busier night. I mean, we were on Maybe. off nights. Because I hear that uh, on Friday nights they tend to have puppy mosh pits. Because that's another thing I heard oh. from a couple locals who were, I was in line with who told me about trade was big pup community in Denver. Like, oh, cool. Pups are a thing. And and I think trade is the one that, you know, says, hey, come over here. So on, I, said, I don't know if every Friday or certain Fridays they had... Uh, puppy mosh pit set trade. So it's like, oh, cool. Well, all on their Facebook. So you know, if you if you're looking for that in Denver, that's the way to find it. Oh, right. so that's pretty cool. much Denver, and that's you know, it was it was it was fun. Oh, but the um, crafting part was, I took my scarf with me because I was going to be in a van a long time, and did get large uh, chunks of it finished while you know being driven. Because <laughs> cool. it's like you know it, yeah. it worked. Yeah, there's an amusing picture of me and I um. So, of course, we stop at a come and go because, oh, you know. Because you have to. And I bought a hat. So, there I am in the back, you know, of the van with my come and go hat on, um, knitting. And one of the guys in the thing is like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of him. and throw it on Facebook. And it was amusing because I'm, like, glaring over my glasses. And it's like, yes, this is. But I, I realized, it's like, come and go, it's an amusing thing, but that's definitely not my style. I mean, if they had, you know, a place called, you know, Stock and Talk, there, <laughs> that would be me. But. Yeah, I, ugh, I don't think that works for a gas station. <laughs> yeah, no, no there's, not there's, so much. there's a business, but, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, corn-based foods and, you know, conversation. I don't know. It's uh, therapists. I, I, lurking therapists who... <sighs> See you in your hours of need and, you know, descend upon you and perform talk therapy upon you when you need it. Hey, that could work. Mm-hmm. Well, gorilla therapy. Uh, g- gorilla CBT. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, all, all, all at once, cognitive behavioral therapy, we're, we're going to stick, we're, we're going to put clothespins on your dick and force you to watch um, eight-year-olds perform ballet they're not good but they're doing their best everything <laughs> so yeah so that was so that was denver that was the part of that you weren't a party to so so well, you I, were par- i kind of felt like i was at least a little bit a party of it because several of my facebook friends mm-hmm. um were there oh cool my old pastor who got a position in baltimore mm-hmm. um and is a lovely operating tenor he was there and then a couple of my buddies uh, from Kansas City went, I don't think they sing, I think they were just there to appreciate. Because okay. all of all the photographs that they, sh- that they shared, you saw at least 20 rows of people ahead okay. of them. So, uh, I, yeah, I think they just, you know, from, the, it's less of a trip from Kansas City to mm-hmm. make it to Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just went to enjoy the singing rather than add to it. Yeah. So, there, yeah, there's, because you could either buy a delegate, you could become a delegate and not sing, and you gave you access to all the performances, or you could buy tickets to individual performances. Right. Yeah, so while you were in Denver, I was a busy guy, had a lovely kink session um, with one of the guys who 
we discussed on here before, and we will call him Sling Bear, um, because he's the bear that at the parties you always find in the sling. I hear, I'm thinking Sling Blade, I'm picturing Billy Bob Thornton now. Um, not, not quite <laughs> as country and crazy as Billy Bob Thornton. Thank the gods. This, this gentleman is much more urbane. So, uh, because of the weird scheduling that has been going on with the parties recently, and the fact that he wasn't able to make it to the last number six, he's like, hey, you know, why don't we have a, a good time together? And I'm like, oh, all right. He took me to, like all good bears, um, there was food involved. Um, he took me to this really, really nice barbecue place mm-hmm. um, out there that... Um, Oh, I wanna I wanna give them credit. I want want people to. It's out near Celine. It's something Bones Barbecue, and now I can't remember the exact name. Oh, oh but uh, yeah, it was in um, a converted old money house. Okay. Um, there were several Harleys out front, um, and yeah, had really good fried pickles and. Uh, Ooh. A death by pork sandwich. It was pulled pork with extra bacon on it. Ooh. And it was good. And then, yeah, I went, after we ate, we went back to his place. And I wrapped him up in saran wrap. And then threw him in the sling. And broke out. A variety of vibrators between my collection and his collection and caused his anatomy to wiggle pleasantly and um, I got to enjoy a a nice creamy dessert. Uh, But through that, we found that the... I knew that I'd have to adjust the mummification to be able to put him in the sling anyway. Mm -hmm. So I did not wrap his legs together. I wrapped each leg individually so he would feel it, mm-hmm. but I had to keep them apart. But I still wrapped his arms to his sides, mm-hmm. which then when he was in the sling, what ended up happening is that his hands were basically on his hips and it put it bent his wrists back. Ooh. So he was able to stay like that for a while, but eventually that was the point of failure. So I'm thinking if I mummify somebody in a sling again, I will have them be in a more traditional mummy pose with the arms crossed uh, over the the heart. Okay. Um, And that way we won't have that issue. Well, I'm also wondering too, like if you were to, um, yeah, how restraining it would be if you were to like wrap them in the saran wrap after they've gotten into the sling. Because I'm picturing the legs already, like, you know, basically just... You know, they're in the sling, and suddenly you just tie them into it with layers of saran wrap. That Yeah, that was something I, I was thinking about, and I may end up doing that. One concern, you know, I could wrap the main body to the sling, depending on the sling itself. The arms and legs, I'm a little worried about how it would interact with the chains. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, well, I'm even thinking right. a few layers around the chains themselves to, you know, keep it from pinching or grabbing here. And then, you know, the limb. Yeah, so I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, it, I'm, it, I'm trying to picture yeah. someone in a sling and where the limbs go. And Yeah, it, it, it would also, plus I was using my 
Home Depot moving ramp, mm-hmm. which is two and a half feet wide. Okay. And so with them in the sling and the chains and the supports of the sling, because this was a portable sling, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, the logistics on that don't really work. Well, out. I also see yeah. it interfering with maybe some of the swinging of you know the chains and that too. Yeah. But I also picturing it just be like a big giant, you know, cocoon, like, you know, or, or someone encased in a spider web. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, maybe a decoration for a Halloween dungeon party. Yeah, I mean that that's something that we we might try next time. I might get because I do know at Home Depot they've got these mini rolls that are mm-hmm. I wanna say about six inches wide. Um, on and they're on a handle, so I might might be able to wrap them up better okay. with that, um, or yeah, just use kitchen grade wrap. Mm-hmm. And I had threatened to wrap him up after this ran wrap. I I had threatened to wrap him with uh, Hello Kitty duct tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I got to Home Depot, the pattern duct tape was more than twice as much mm-hmm. as the single color, and I'm like, you know, if we were doing this. If there was more of an audience mm-hmm. to appreciate it, I might have gone with that. But I'm like, or, you know, you're taking a picture for recon. Or... Right, right. But since it was just us, I was like, you know what? I'm going to choose to be economical okay, instead with... rather than pretty. Think of the whimsy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. so, so there's a session. And also, uh, well, what I missed because of uh, Denver was uh, First Friday. Yes. So how was that? Uh, it went really well. I intentionally invited members of the pub community from the Detroit area, mm-hmm. and several of them came, including the nice pup who won uh, the contest that I was handling Pup Bayard okay. for. He came out, and a couple of his, I think they were his betas, um, or they might have just been pups he knew from the same area. So, yeah, we had a good crowd, and it felt like there was a lot more of us there, because there was, percentage-wise, Esquire wasn't nearly as popular on July 1st Mm. as it normally was, so we had a much stronger presence in the bar, Um, so that was fun. Um, Whiteout was there. Um, and that might be one of his last first Fridays. He graduated mm-hmm. this year uh, and has found work outside the Lansing area. Oh. So we wish him well in his professional endeavors. And hey, getting a job out of college, yeah, nice, yeah, nicely done. Well, and I had at you know when he posted um, the pictures of him in his black Zentai suit and Spartan green robes. Um, like he does, I, I said, congratulations, you got a job yet? And he said, oh yeah, I've had a job lined up for a while. And I'm like, good, good kinkster, good idea, yay! Um, a, a little sad that it's taking him away from Lansing, but I'm like, no, go, seek your fortune. Um, yeah, go go west and, and, and uh, seek your fortune. Loki was there um, with somebody that he is gently introducing to Pup and who is curious about Pup. And I'd say the first Friday is a kind of a good place for that. It's not 
too intense. I mean, it's basically just people sitting around in a bar, and it tends to be very friendly, and I think it tends to be something that, you know, would be a good introduction. Yeah, I mean... You're not as low-key as, say, a munch for the kink crowd, but definitely right, not yeah, too... No, it's, it, it's not... Too scary. <laughs> yeah, it's not a mosh, mm-hmm. and it's not a full-on sex party, but, I mean, there are plenty of scritches mm-hmm. to go around, um, and... Yeah, I, I got to enjoy some nice momentary pup headspace when um, uh, Cerberus's Papa Bear uh, came over and, and he gives really good scratches and he I the sniffer in me really likes him because he's he always smells just right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know they scientists did a study of body odor and genetics and. They say if you like the way uh, somebody's natural odor smells, that you tend to be, um, that you tend to have fewer genes in common with them. I, I did not read the full article, and that could just be, you know, misinterpreted five times down the road and, uh, until it got to something that it was clickbaity enough, but. You know, I, I do know that there are some guys that their natural smells like, yes, yes, yes. And others are like, no, no, not, not, not so much. I mean, pheromones are a thing. And I mean, as humans, we don't quite have the receptors or the sensitivity, but you know, it, there's still something there. You yes. know, we, we can still smell. And I guess, I guess human pheromones are pretty similar to pig. Actually, biochemically, we're pretty close to pigs. Um, yeah. Which is why, you know, so I've heard human flesh tastes like pork. Um, <laughs> I've never had the pleasure. <laughs> but um, oh, but I do know that, yeah, a lot of the, the pheromones that, you know, they use in hog breeding and that are ones that, yeah, also are close to pheromones that humans would have. So it's like, interesting. Uh, occupational hazard. So I'm thinking, you know, when you talk about pig play, it's like, well, yeah, humans are pigs. <laughs> oh, that, that reminds me. I need to... I need to ask the one PhD candidate I know who his original PhD thesis was totemism in gay male culture, mm-hmm. bear, pig, pup. Mm-hmm. And it ended up focusing more on pup. I need to see, I need to ask him if that is, if that has been published and mm-hmm. if I can throw money at him for a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think it would be interesting to read an anthropological account of our little subculture. I think it'd be interesting reading the popularization, popularized, you know, book of that study, because you know I know scientific stuff. Just because you know you're a good scientist and have good ideas and do great research, doesn't mean. And also, just the nature of it, it's probably not written in a way that you want to read it. You know? Yes, I want yes. I, give me the information, but make it more palatable to my, you know... Yes, he, he did say that that was the plan, that, you know, there is the version that he submitted, and I think he's defended it, mm-hmm. um, which, so that might be available through um, the university mm-hmm. um, that, that he got his PhD from, but he said, yeah, it ne-, he said it needs a yeah. rewrite for public consumption. Because I've read books that, uh, there's an incredible book on the early days of Dungeons & Dragons, that um, I think it's called Playing at the World by, oh gosh, I'm, 
the title's enough. You can Google it. Okay. Um, but he's a good scholar, and he's talked about it, and I read it through, and it was hard reading because he's it's very detailed, and it's just shy of saying being a you know a, a paper, mm-hmm. but not quite a popular you know reading experience. But it was inf- great information, but just you know a little on the dry side. I still able to get through it because I was fascinated by it, but I hear other people talk about it. And you can hear that little catch in their voices where it's like. Great stuff, very knowledgeable, good stuff. But, but if you're not a scholar, you're not used to reading stuff that's just giving you the facts and, you know, you want to hear more a, story. Yeah, it's a very academic um, mm. piece. Okay. So, uh, let's hear. That's everything I've done solo mm-hmm. since we last. Okay. Oh, uh, no, one, one other thing I did want to mention. I did, um, Loki was nice enough to print up flyers mm-hmm. um and so i did post one of them on the bulletin board there and i have a few more and i need to get back to esquire on a quiet day with a stapler and post a few more of them around the bar because oh. i noticed at least when we were there on july 1st and might have just been how the cycles ran there weren't any flyers up for any DJs or any euchre parties or anything like that. So the real estate was available at that time. Hmm. So I will have to, I'll find out when uh, Pork Chop is working next. And um, yeah, yeah. I'm just spreading the gospel word of mouth. Um, I met someone at a party and topic of toys and sundries came up and he mentioned he had some and oh you know that there's first fridays at esquire and he did not so you know another another convert that way it's like okay word of mouth and you know i'm i find myself every so often i'll log on to recon see who's new within 35 miles send them a cruise and then you know one of the first things in my recon profile mentions first fridays Mm -hmm. at esquire bar so and, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. the ways of using social media, you know, promotion. It's like, you know, yep. we're learning, and for some people, it's second nature, but yeah. for us, for, yeah. for we Luddites. Yeah, so last night, mm-hmm. uh, less than, or yeah, around 12 hours ago, Lansing Mike and I made the trek to Detroit Bondage Club. Um, I thought I was going to have to miss it because normally it's the weekend of, well, that first weekend. Um, I was in Denver, but because of 4th of July, they shifted it a week, mm-hmm. so. Uh, which, as a side effect of that, and one of the reasons why we went to, or stopped doing weekly recordings of A Harry Prone Companion is that you tend to have things on the second Sunday, mm-hmm. and so we are recording this uh, much earlier in the morning than we normally do. So it's still fresh in our mind, the memories, at least as fresh as they can be. Mm-hmm. So pretty... Early on, for me, uh, at DVC, I ran ran into a gentleman that I had played with and fisted before, and I had told him about DVC. Okay, and said, you know, you should you should come out. Oh, so he was like a DVC newbie. Yes, he, okay. he was he was new to DVC. Okay, um, but not new to the kink scene. Uh, I had connected with him on AskPig.com. Yeah, you're. Yeah, uh, I remember hearing you because yeah, you were in the sling room and yeah, he sounded like he was having a good time. Yes, he is. He is 
quite vocal. And I, I think that's, you know, that's one of the things you want to do at these dungeon parties mm -hmm. is, you know, it's not a place for shrinking violence. Yeah, go ahead. Let the entire house know that, that you're having going a on. good time. Well, it kind of also advertises that intense scene is happening. Because mm -hmm. I've had that where I'd be somewhere else and then come down and just like, oh, yeah, there's some great stuff was happening. It's like, oh, missed it. But, um, you know, in that basement, yeah, I remember because there was a crowd of us standing quite in the middle where we could see everything going on. So people were peeking into the sling room. Yeah, there was uh, someone, I think, uh, I don't think first timer, but someone new that I hadn't seen before was being tied to a table and having horrible things done to him by his partner and someone else. Mm -hmm. um, he was very vocal and that was amusing. Um, like and, amusingly, I, I, amusingly vocal because he was the thing. He was just yelling things and saying stuff and just reacting and being very loud. And had to be shushed several times before the ball gag went on. Yeah, he 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 called for his lawyer. <laughs> he he begged for Sam Bernstein. Mm -hmm. um, for the for those who are not uh, local to Michigan, uh, Sam Bernstein is the number one ambulance chasing lawyer whose ads you constantly see on daytime TV. Careful, oh, or, that sounds very litigious. Saying, well, another ambulance chaser probably will get you their disfavorable attention. Well, he, he, they advertise they advertise broadly, and you are aware of that. You know, their yeah, services. he he's he's the kind of attorney that advertises and says he'll represent you without charge against the insurance companies. He's that kind of lawyer. Very close off. He he was he was that kind of lawyer. I believe he has since retired. And now his kids. Yeah, there's a whole clan, I think. Now. Yeah, except for you know, one of them, I think, got elected to a Supreme Court judgeship. Hmm? So, or some some judgeship in the state. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the, um, what was the other thing? Oh, and then um, there was a, a, a rope top who's very talented, who was tying up yes. someone, uh, an intricate pattern to a barber's chair, and then doing horrible things, horribly wonderful things to his dick with a... Uh, uh, electrical and some suction things and a jack sleeve and also was getting some nice favorable so yeah it was a very loud scene oh and then there was another scene where two people i hadn't seen before uh a, a you know a sir and his boy um and a nice neoprene uh, i found out later mr s neoprene straight jacket yes very nice um was being tied into a chair and nothing really happened he just tied him to the chair and just let him sit there for a while Think about, and, think about what he had done. And then paraded him around the house mm -hmm. in the uh, neoprene. My eyes never got up past yeah. the uh, exposed ass from the jockstrap. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very nice exposed ass. So that was downstairs. Upstairs, there were people being tied to uh, the bondage beds mm -hmm. and being worked on. Um, I was a lovely perv. I mean, yeah, there was the, uh, the couple. After the neoprene, um, it was... Uh, being tied to the bed and then taunted and I watched it was a basically a, a milking scene where you know someone's begging to come and someone telling them not yet so it was an interesting display of dominance you know and submission and mm -hmm. you know kind of like okay we're just gonna take our time and you know you'll come when I'm telling you you're coming <laughs> and uh, yeah because no one else was in the room and so I'm just like I'm just gonna step in here and sit down and watch the show yeah because you know it's like if you want privacy don't go to a dungeon yeah um, no I mean because we're talking about the etiquette of privacy it's like well there's doors that do close but you know is that a is it rude to open a door that's closed and it's like yes probably yeah uh, is it rude to close a door also probably uh, probably yeah you know this... I, I mean there is one 
there is one door at DBC that is always closed, but that's because it is the the third bedroom on the top floor mm -hmm. that is full of everything that they're using to fix up the house. Okay, so it's yeah. the supply closet. It, yeah, I it, saw that door closed, and I was curious. I was like, ooh, I wonder what's behind that. With all the things I'm seeing now, what's behind the closed door? And now I know. It's like supplies. Um, and then I did, uh, I didn't, I mean, I was just watching. Um, there's someone I've, you know, connected with before at DBC. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're you know, basically stroking, groping, and just kind of watching stuff. Um, who knows if anything would have happened that night, but there was a newbie there who had just shown up. First time, he's like, I'm just going to be a voyeur. And he was wandering around clothes, watching stuff, enjoying stuff immensely. Yeah. And then he was about to leave. I mean, he was like, okay, got to go, have other things to do. Nice meeting you all. But then he kind of hesitated and kind of looked at us and was like, so you guys going to do anything? And that's when we kind of hooked him and reeled him in. It's like, <laughs> so what would you like to see us do? And he gave some suggestions. We proceeded to the bondage table and acted them out for him. And again, he was content watching, but it's like, oh, we're not going to let that happen. I'm So wheeled it in, got his clothes off and things happening. And eventually he got tied to the bed and worked on. And, yep, it turned into a, a quite the show. And it's like, oh. Yeah, and, and he he was a, a happy bear at the end. You know, he I, I got pulled into that <laughs> vortex and that was... Pleasant, mm -hmm. yeah. Just a, a a knot of flesh and you know erections, yeah. Which which is how those nights at DBC seem to. Which end is up. interesting. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. How like straight play parties tend to be very like nope, sex is not supposed to happen. At least many I've been to, and then others, you know, gay. It's like no, that's foreplay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all the toys in that are to lead to thing. You know, cocks getting used and brought off. Yeah. So. um now, one of the the other interesting things you you said is that the gentleman in the neoprene straitjacket mm -hmm. for his dom, one of those said that that straitjacket was an impulse buy, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Gee, I I wish I had an, enough funds to have impulse buys from Mister S." So I I did look it up. Um, the neoprene straitjacket from Mister S Leather is available in several sizes. For eight ninety nine ninety five oh. plus shipping and handling, so, so cheap okay. cheaper than I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, I think you quoted like eighteen hundred. I was like, oh god, that. I mean, nine hundred still. That's ouch. But yeah, that no, that eighteen hundred is a leather one. Is for the leather. Okay. One. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was seeing. I went to a leather shop in Denver. That but it's all just you know, leather like you know leather jackets and hats. And saw some wonderful jackets. That oh, this is a nice jacket. And yeah, tend to be you know sixteen to eighteen hundred on sale. I'm like, oh god, oh god. Yeah, with the um, visiting gentleman, he brought with him in addition to the gloves and the poppers and the Crisco. Uh, he also brought a catheterization kit, mm -hmm. and he wanted to be calfed up. And I'm like, okay, I've done this before. I can do this again. Um, so, yeah, I got him up in there and I, you know, got myself nice and cleaned up and sterilized and gloves on. And mm -hmm. as soon as that happened, of course, my nose started itching, mm -hmm. got it into him and wasn't a complete success. Worked quite well for first 10 or 15 minutes or so. But then it turned out I did not 
put enough into the Holy Cath balloon. Mm-hmm. So that was not anchored in him. And so eventually it slipped out. He said that the manufacturer had suggested just two cc's of um, water in the balloon. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like enough. But you, know, you read the instructions and I didn't. And yeah, no, two cc's was not enough. Um, yeah, it got to... You know, we were going and he was like, oh, I've got this really weird sensation. And then all of a sudden he was pissing out around the catheter and out it came. And so then we just went through to fisting and, you know, making him make all sorts of wonderful, happy noises. And yeah, he was amazed at how deep I got into him and the the joys of having small hands. And um, yeah, when I pointed out the... uh, uh, lube line, you know, he got in past the wrist and about, what, about four inches, two, two, one, yeah, about four inches mm-hmm. of form, uh, into him. And it's like, wow, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. And aren't, aren't you glad that we finally got you into a sling? Because when, uh, when I played with him before, um, at his place, he doesn't have his own sling. Mm-hmm. So we had to improvise in positions and you really need a sling. Th- things line up so much nicer in a sling and I'm able to get deeper and touch more places. And, yeah. <sighs> so what's, um, so what future events are happening? Um, number... Oh, number six is next Saturday, isn't it? Okay. Yes. No, I do believe that number six dungeon is next Saturday at the end of the month. Calendar, calendar, calendar. As we cut this out, as we load this up. Mm-hmm. Um, July 28th, 29th, and 30th in Lansing is a pansexual kink convention called Synergy. Okay. And I know one noted kinkster who I ran into at Claw and have been Facebook friends with for a while. He will be at Synergy. And um, I, when I found that out, I shot him a message and said, I will not be able to attend due to funds, even being a local, um, I don't have an extra $100 to get in right now. But if you come by the Esquire on Friday or Saturday night, I'll buy you a beer. So um, I do want to, I'm going to be at Esquire, uh, at least on that Friday night, uh, showing my colors. Mm -hmm. Um, Might go there Saturday night as well, um, just to see if, you know, see if we get anything from that convention. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't believe they are an official sponsor because there's been no signage up at the Esquire for Synergy. Yeah, this so. is the first I've heard of the event. So yeah, um, so that's coming up. Uh, yeah, next. So yeah, the sixteenth um, is number six. Okay. Also, it's a Bondage uh, 101 panel at the Wrangler in Denver. <laughs> There's a flyer for it. It's like, oh, cool. That's a bit of a drive. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. As much as I'd like to see an, another pub, well, I, yeah, 
I mean, I have, you know, 30 minutes is the most I can do for, for questionable things. And yeah, even getting down to Detroit these days, you know, ever since they raised the rates on my health insurance. So, um, so let's see. Oh, so crafting. Crafting. Um, I have made progress. Uh, I don't have it on me right now. It's buried away in my bags and gotten moved around. I have made the balls and the shaft of another uh, crochet dick mm -hmm. um, for the one pupper uh, at number six. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I realized too late that I did not have any dry beans. So right now it is a very floppy <laughs> balls and dick, and um, and I do need to look up that mushroom pattern again to see it to try and give it that nice big you know head that mm -hmm. rubs that the ridge of it just rubs so nicely against your prostate. <laughs> Well, in a well, actual cock. in an actual cock. No, I was going to say. Yeah, no, this I'm is... picturing using the crocheted cock as a pleasure toy. It's like, no, no, no. Which just would be odd. Yeah, no. It it's yeah. It's not an insertable toy. Mm -hmm. I don't think it would feel very pleasant. I think the tag would say novelty item only. Yes, it it's. I mean, you can use it as a chew toy, but yeah, no, not a. Yeah, not recommended for insertion. Yeah. For mine, um, pretty much getting a lot of the, you know, good chunk of this scarf done. But uh, you know, having that much knitting time, I realize I'm such a slow knitter because you know I've been in there for hours, and the guy next to me is like, "So how much have you done?" And I realize, oh yeah, I, I it takes a long time. Man, yeah, I was probably getting faster, but so we'll see. We'll see uh, if I run out of yarn because I just bought one skein of each of the colors, and it's like, okay, there's a big band of olive coming up so we'll see if how much i have actually left for tassels at the end <laughs> but uh yeah so um no oh, it's funny though on fet life i saw someone had posted the uh the memo from the bbc that was the pattern for the scarf yeah i guess there's a doctor who scarf knitting group on fet life it's like bless their hearts uh yeah and you know there, there's an entire website devoted to researching mm -hmm. and generating accurate patterns and they have that that bbc pattern memo and those who have knit up based on that memo mm. have seen that it doesn't match mm. what was on screen. Well, also because yeah. in that memo doesn't match the story I heard, which was they'd simply given the yarn over to, you know, the knitter and said, here, use this, not expecting her to use all of it. Right, yeah. Like that, it was going to be a more sensible scarf that kind of looks like... Um, like a Toulouse-Lautrec, you know, the character in one of his paintings, or yes. I believe that was kind of their, their, the, the basis. And she ended up with, you know, this huge thing. And it's like, I don't know which, you know, which story <laughs> to believe. But yeah, so. But the memo was actually the pattern. Unless the, it was devised after the fact. Like, I, I believe that that's what it was, that the BBC Oh, wow, memo, it's popular here. This is what it is. Or, yes, yes. That the, the memo and that pattern was devised post hoc okay. um, and that the yeah that there really was no pattern to the initial scarf other than you know they handed the knitter you know we want you to use this palette mm -hmm. and we want it to be stripes and she just used all of it and we get the iconic incredibly long incredibly long just impractical 
Well, I saw, um, yeah, it's funny because I just went to the uh, downtown library yesterday, and mm-hmm. one of the windows, it's a uh, Doctor Who window. It's like, oh, so there's scarves in there and all the books and all that. Someone <laughs> throwing together one. I'm like, oh, cool. And it's like, till, until the next show, which is Christmas. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, Jenna Coleman's out, uh, being a new companion, and yeah, fun times, and but that's about it for crafting. I'll accept a good chunk of the scarf. Done. I am uh, got past the two, th- no, three quarters portion. So I have a quarter of it left to knit. So Okay. Because I pretty much did one line of the next quarter and then promptly said, I'm spent. <laughs> yeah. I actually, because um, you had asked and uh, Bootpunk had provided you with the pattern mm-hmm. for a pufflehood, and I... I introduced a couple of other people to that pattern. Um, their main complaint was, there's no scale on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I printed it out on a piece of paper and kind of cut it out and right. put it together. And it gives you yeah, um, a pup hood that's about the size of a small, actual, real bio dog. <laughs> um, you know, and um, so, I mean, yeah, it just needs to be scaled up. And, you know, I, I have that little uh, sketching I'd done of yours. Mm-hmm. So I can use that as, you know, figure out how much this needs to be blown up by. And, okay. And, but, yeah, yeah so, you know, it fits on one sheet of paper. So, yeah, it obviously would be too small to make a, you know, natural hood. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, there are programs out there for doing poster prints of, those things and so all right what uh we're close enough (laughs) well we've run out of time again send your questions comments show ideas dirty pictures or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com tweet at us we are at harryproneconf and please leave a review on the itunes store our theme music is Hotspot by Hawkins under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We are your hosts, Sarah Kane and Lansing Mike, wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night.